0: Welcome back indeed episode number fifty six, Razzball Fantasy Basketball Podcast Sun Edition. I'm in Hawaii, so Mahalo, aloha, all that good stuff. Um Joel is with me once again as always. What's going on, Joel? Well, I am not in
1: Hawaii. Um uh, this wasn't this is not a business trip for me. I'm I'm in Milwaukee, um uh, which I've often described as the Hawaii of the upper Midwest, but um uh, I'm jealous is how I'm doing, man.
0: Uh aloha but you know, you, I mean, you blazed the trail because you were there earlier and I'm just uh, getting your sloppy seconds, basically.
1: I mean, at different right. islands. I feel like we're having different experiences. Yeah, I am glad true. that um, we're now in drafts. This season has had both of us in drafts in Hawaii. Um, that's right. And that the other person has been jealous. So, that's right, that's right. Uh, maybe we can like build a work expense for this. You know, yeah. We can just do
0: draft season on the islands. Hopefully, hopefully. I want to... You know, my dream is actually uh, getting everyone to Vegas at some point, just drafting out there. Like, that will be awesome. I mean, you know, I know they have all the NFBC stuff out there, um, main events and things like that. But I think just like a Raswell draft or, you know, whoever wants to, right, I think that would be pretty awesome. I know one of the guys, uh, Grizz, he goes to like Summer League, watches all the Summer League games out there. And, you know, that'd be kind of cool, too. So uh, one day, one day, that's the that's the goal, right? That's the dream.
1: Man, man. I, um, my wife is actually heading out to Vegas, uh, this weekend she, uh, and some friends are going to an Adele concert that has been like delayed and like through COVID and then through failures on her end. Um, and so everyone I know is on vacation or at least like you and my wife are on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm at home with the dog in the winter, so I'm not bitter though. I really, I'm I'm having a cool time.
0: (laughs) Got to grind away, Joel, grind away. Indeed. Um, All right, so this uh, pod, we're going to go over. So we're 33.33% of the season, uh, through the season. Uh, Wanted to go through, kind of recap where all of our drafts, you know, where we're at. uh, Maybe some insights that we've gleaned from them. And then after that, we are currently in uh, a draft with Rocco to Roto, uh, 12-team. uh on fan tracks uh so we're in the fourth round right now so you know we'll kind of give our thoughts on that uh we had a bunch of other stuff planned but i think that's gonna be i have a feeling we're gonna be talking a lot you know about that so uh before we get started though um do the uh can you can you do the shout outs uh to the to the numbers show? i need to pull up the uh the thrive fantasy thing
1: you can yeah so Thank as son said this is Episode 56, because we got started with the like uh, hailing numbers of players late, uh, there aren't a lot of 56s out there, Um, and so we sort of had to pivot. Um, So we're looking today at uh, players who have scored 56 points in a game uh, 27 times. There are a lot of uh, familiar names on here, Elgin Baylor, Kobe Bryant, LaMarcus Aldridge, Harden's done it. LeBron's done it twice. MJ, Carl Malone, Oscar Robertson. One of the, the person that we're highlighting for, for today though, is um, a personal favorite of mine, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, he scored uh, 56 points in 2016 in January against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, it was a Friday night in Sacramento uh, against two under 500 teams the Kings were 20 and 24. The Hornets were 20 and 23. Uh, Cousins scored 56 points on 21 of 30 field goals, 13 of 16 free throws. He had 12 rebounds, four dimes, one steal, two blocks. And because this is the like boogie era Kings, uh, they lost this game. <laughs> they the Kings were up 61-46 at half and gave up 42 points in the third quarter. Uh, Charlotte rallied. The game went to OT. Um, the Hornets won by a single point. That's so um, it's, uh that's just like vintage Kings shit. There. Um, interesting collection of names on the rosters, though. Uh, for the for the Hornets, they started Kemba and Jeremy Lin alongside P.J. Hairston, uh, Marvin Williams, and Spencer Hawes. Um, Lynn played 50 minutes in this game. Um, and then for the Kings, uh, it was you really, you know, it was not the glory days for them. Uh, Boogie and Willie Colley-Stein, who actually I saw in Vegas after Summer League, nice. after Summer League game once. Um, Rudy Gay uh, played 41 minutes uh, ben McLemore started at the two and played 16 minutes, although mostly Darren Collison came in and played a lot. He got 39 minutes. Collison now like uh, is out preaching the word, I believe. And Rajon Rondo, who I forgot was a king, yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, played 42 minutes and dropped 20 dimes. <laughs> 20 dimes, 10 rebounds, 7 points. <laughs> Could have messed around. Uh, Weird game, man. But shout out to Boogie. Shout out to the other people who scored fifty six. I don't know. I might be worth looking into now. It's like, you know, this has happened twenty seven times. How many of them happened in a loss? Because if mm. you put up fifty six,
0: you probably should win. True. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to dig into that. But yeah, I'm glad you highlighted the boogie. That's uh you know, brings back some really good names, nostalgia. I mean you talked you you shouted out kufis right? Kostas Koufos, right?
1: No, Kostas Kufis did not ah, get, you I, get... I, I overlooked Show. him. Come Nine on. minutes. He was a minus eleven, uh <laughs> for one. <laughs> Got one shot up. Um
0: Kufis is yeah, infamous Obrek on the Street.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh shout out to uh who's it? It's Craig who's big on kufis yeah. Yeah,
0: Craig Bozis, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, shout out to Craig. Interestingly enough, um Real good players who are still like in uh relevant in both fantasy and real basketball to this day were uh DNPs. Nick Batum was a DNP, mm-hmm. he had a toe injury, uh Cody Zeller <laughs> was dnp with a right shoulder injury. Jeremy Lamb also had a right toe injury, there's some mysterious toe action going on in Charlotte. Um and Seth Curry of the Sacramento Kings uh, couldn't crack the rotation that night, 2016. that uh who I don't even know who that might have been coaching the Kings at that time. I don't remember. It was really before I started watching them. It was okay. pre-Jager. So maybe like um maybe uh George Carl. Um uh, wow. was that the I King? don't know. Was that the Carl years?
0: I can pull it up. Yeah. Um, I, I but remember. yeah, that
1: that's that's what we got for our, our fifty six. Um
0: all right. While you yeah. pull that up, um let me give a shout out to Thrive Fantasy our sponsors. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports. An eSports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top two athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under, based on how likely it is to hit. You hit the most props, rack up the most points, to want to share the prize pool. Thrive has over 100,000 guaranteed prizes for the NBA season. Use promo code RASBALL when you sign up today and you'll receive a 100% instant first step deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, the Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, you got that info? Yeah,
1: it was George Carl. Uh, the 15-16 season was right. his last in Sacramento, and then Jaeger took over afterwards. Uh, yeah, boy, he, loved, the, he loved Boogie. The salad uh, Yeah, he
0: loved Boogie. I mean, you know, he was definitely. Yeah, we should have we should have figured that because. Uh, yeah, I mean, he brought him to Denver too, right? So. Well, um,
1: I don't know about that. I think that might have been the was Mike that, Was that a crossover?
0: All right, let's see. But uh, well,
1: because I, I remember. I feel like um, cousins, uh, he and cousins and Carl got in some like Twitter argument once. Yeah. Oh. Uh, afterwards, I think cousins called him you the snake emoji in reference to him. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, right. You got a good memory. I, you know, I pay attention to the Kings. Like there are not, there aren't a lot of like highlights you can you can grasp onto. So like when when the play-by-play announcer uh, <laughs> and the the former star player get into it on online that's yeah. really all you got that's that is plenty of kings talks especially a six-year-old kings team now so um yeah we wanted to, to touch on how things are going here at the third mark um
0: yeah you, I, you society, played in a
1: lot more yeah and a lot more than i did so um maybe just some some key ones that you wanted to touch on or some some ones that you
0: think might be useful for the general population here. Um, yeah, I'll go through my my teams. Yeah, so yeah, I'm tripping. All right, so Boogie, yeah, Boogie was at Denver much later. Uh, for some reason, I thought he was there for 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 longer and for for earlier. So, all right. Anyways, I'm gonna blame it on on my trip to Hawaii. So, there we go. That's right, man. You got jet lag. <laughs> uh, you know,
1: I can't I can't believe you're uh, you're not doing this from the beach, frankly. But uh...
0: Uh, yeah. all right you know when Joel kind of wanted to go through kind of recap our teams i kind of didn't want to i kind of wanted to be like i'm going to hawaii you know sick can't can't do it but uh so, got to do it because you know we have been talking about process this whole time and um you know you kind of have to uh you know learn and you know be honest with where you're at right reassess and assess things and try to glean information so <clears throat> I did a, a bunch of drafts in the summer, uh, nine draft champions. So, um, I'm in second and one, which was actually the first draft of the year. So I think that one started off, uh, it's actually a Luca team, which is interesting because I usually don't like Luca or Giannis, uh, in Roto, but I think I was eight, eight or nine. Um, so yeah, I started Luca and then Tyrese Halliburton fell to me. And yeah, after that draft, there was you know, he wasn't lasting than that. Yeah, you know, he was going in the end of eleven, twelve. Like he wasn't going into the second round. So uh I was pretty fortunate there. So uh that's my best draft so far. Uh I have one third and then the rest is just a bunch of crap. Eight, nine, yeah. I you know, it's not bad, but two teams at ten, two at eleven, and I have one uh, last place team. Uh Razjam, third in my league. Uh not bad, but you know, I, I did feel really good about that draft. That was one of my, you know, favorite drafts. Right. So,
1: I remember um, I remember you having good things yeah, to say about that yeah, draft.
0: I, and you know, I still like that team. And so I think I think that team can do something, but man, the guy in my league that's in first, like he's like destroying us. So uh we'll see. And I did lose Kate Kate Cunningham in that uh that league. So that kinda hurts. But uh you know, I do remember, you know, that particular league I basically cuffed all my guys. So I'm pretty happy that I did. Right. So now I have Killian Hayes. So it kind of uh, negates some of that impact or, or that loss. Uh, NFPC, a best ball team, uh, in 10th. I actually did that one with Rocco. I think Rocco is destroying all of us. You know, shocker. Um, my main event team, I'm in seventh and it's, I don't know what I feel how, like, how I feel about that team because. I was up near the top in the beginning. I lost Siakam for a bit. Um, you know, I had some other injuries, so I was just kind of hanging in there. That's the team where I picked up Bobo. Uh, and, you know, I've been pretty active, you know, Fabin. But I feel like, I, you know, I kind of like my team where it's at now. Um, I don't, man, I think a lot. You know, so that one has Damian Lillard, uh, Siakam, and uh, Bam. So I, I went, yeah, so that was my first threes. Lillard, Bam, Siakam. I think I can, you know, be okay. I don't know how how much damage I can do in this league because, like, Wong is near the top. I mean, it, it's basically you know, Curtis Gaswich. Like, it's all of them. Jenike. Like, they're all in this one. So, like, just for perspective, I think I have like fourteen hundred fifty points or something like that. So I think I'm like eighth, eighth or ninth in points or something like that. I mean, Wong has like 1550 or 15. He is like thousand points more than me. Yeah. So no. like, how am I, you know, like, how am <laughs> I making that up. up? Yeah. Like, how am I going to make that up? You know, so, uh, like I'm really good in percentages, uh, okay in blocks, but yeah, assists, points. Um, yeah, you know, so I mean, there's a lot of good, you know, good owners mm-hmm. in that team. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe fifth. Fourth or fifth, maybe best case scenario. I don't think I can get into the top three there, but we'll see. I mean things can change, right? It's only been a third of the season. My dudes can get high, whatever. I pick up somebody and you know other players can get, you know, injured or whatnot. So um we'll see. My um I have an ESPN Roto League, so I'm in second. So I'm you know, I'm liking that one. Uh Yahoo. I have three teams. Yahoo is all head to head, twelve team. Thirteenth, uh, eighth, and then second. Second one is a uh, uh, rollerballer, w- writers league. Um, the other one is uh, a bunch of guys with his uh, Costas and all them. And that's actually a really tough league. I've been playing in that one for a few league, few years, and man, those guys. I mean, they're they're really on top of things. Um, I mean, Costas yeah, is so sort of tough. Yeah, Co- yeah, he's a really I good played,
1: player. I played in, with two seasons with him now. I'm just like he's fast yeah. he drafts well he's knowledgeable yeah. he's he's like taking my lunch money and trades twice
0: like <laughs> yeah he's, no he's he's, gonna... he's really good you know obviously every, you know everybody he writes the uh, buy sell piece uh, up on Wednesdays uh you know a bunch of his buddies like i think a lot of them are from Greece like they're just they're really knowledgeable players they're on top of things and then the one thing i hate about yahoo is like sometimes the system, the settings are, uh, so I get all, I get all discombobulated with these teams because there's one that's like, you cannot pick up a player until the day of, until all the past games are, you know, done. And then there's one where you can. So I'm like, I'm all screwed up and like trying to figure up, map out things. Whereas like fan tracks, once a game starts, then it's considered over and then you can pick it up. Right. But Yahoo isn't. So sometimes the time, that time difference it helps the Euro guys, right? Because once it, right, once it hits, you know, the next day, like, then they're able to pick up stuff. So, um, but, you know, without, you know, with that said, I mean, they're they're really on top of everything. And it's kind of annoying because when I go to the waiver wire and Yahoo has the waiver, like, once you, someone picks up someone, you, they drop them, you know, they have to clear waivers. Basically, everybody that's good has, you know, waiver, whatever, December, right? like, two days later. It's like so annoying. They're just like, you know, picking and choosing everything. So, um, but it's fun. You know, I really, you know, I, I do enjoy those leagues. Um, and then fan tracks. Yeah, I have a bu- bunch of teams on fan tracks. So I did a lot of um, the FBI Fantasy Basketball International Leagues. Uh, so there's, what, I did, what, three draft-only leagues. So the Roto 1, the 7th, and then the other head-to-heads are on um, the 10th. Um, I did the World Cup, so I'm in 176 right now. So that's, you know, not that great. I, I don't even remember how many teams are. I'm probably middle of the pack. Um, managed teams for FBI, uh, 15th out of 20 in one. And then I'm second in a road of one. Uh, the uh, the Josh Lloyd, um, was it, the LOFB, Locked On Fantasy Basketball League. Uh, 247th, which, yeah, isn't that great. Um, But I think that's middle of practice. I think there's, like, hundreds of hundreds of teams in there. I don't know, 400, 500 teams. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, But RCO, my RCL son, I'm in third. And then the writers League, I'm in sixth. But I think I was worse, so I think I made a little run. Uh, A lot of the head-to-head leagues.
1: You got fat off of me last week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it.
1: (laughs) You know, it wasn't it uh, wasn't part of my plan,
0: but I'm glad someone got to benefit. Um, a lot of my uh, head-to-head leagues, uh, I was um, I tried some things, but I was very, um, what's that? Uh, very focused in my head-to-head teams this year. Uh, I was very defined. So like, I identified my path right away, and I just followed that path. And so all my teams, yeah, I don't know if we want to go through all of them, but, you know, all of my teams basically, because in the past I would kind of go with the flow and, you know, kind of mix and match your value and stuff like that. But this year, yeah, my first round pick, then I was like, boom, this is the path I'm taking. And then all my, so all my sheets and values, you know, changed, you know, depending on it. And, you know, I guess where maybe I, I, I could learn more for next time, you know, I have to label my teams better right because i just label them all sun so when i go through them i like forget which one so i probably have to label them like this one's pump block whatever pumps you know because sometimes you know i i mean you see i just i have so many teams like <laughs> i just get you know it just like ah, sometimes i just get lost sometimes so you know so in terms of that like i think i learned like um managing it better uh the one thing that i did kind of realize or or learn or that i want to apply for future uh you know one is obviously you know head to head there's a lot of variance a lot of luck right so not only injury luck but uh, matchups are huge and then obviously sometimes just schedule right it it doesn't matter what you do sometimes like the other team just has more games than you played Right, you know, four games, five games, and then you have an injury, you know, and then and then it's really, really tough. And then, you know, so if you combine that with if you're in a bad matchup, like your team is built a certain way, and you're already in a bad matchup, and then you have that, then it's tough, right? So, um, so I'm not really tripping too much about the results right now. Uh, you know, I think, I think where I'm at right now, like the roto leagues, I think it gives more of an indication of where you're at, and kind of. Uh, shows me, like, the work I need to do or whatever, like, certain things, if I can do them, like, what I need to do. Obviously, like, you know, a lot of the D.C. teams, it's kind of hard to do because there's no fab. But in the other fab leagues, roto leagues, like, you know, you can kind of see where you're at. Head-to-head leagues, I feel like even though we're through 33% of the season, there's still a lot of weeks left. And know, just there's been a lot of variance, you know. Like, I've been looking at some of my teams and, like, you know, like if, for example, I had one team where I went big heavy, and then you know there were a couple of weeks where I had like three of my centers down, right? And obviously, if I'm you know big team and you know I'm losing all those stats, it really, really is tough, right? So, um so I'm not really tripping too much because head to head, because I you know I feel like those things can change so fast and so easily. Um So yeah, but I I do. I do really like how I kind of went into each draft, and even though some of the results are, are are there, I do feel like my I feel like my execution of what I wanted to do was good. So now for next year, what I need to do is, you know, obviously refine that execution. But then it comes down to I need to be better at uh, the player evaluation aspect of it, because then if I can. If I can morph those two, then I feel like I'll I'll be in a really really good position. So then that goes back to our previous pods about um, just you know taking in more information because um, I've already seen the difference in like my process of I I like I've I I figured out how I want to bring in my information. So it's been a lot easier, and I've noticed a difference of you know like just getting all that stuff. So it's been good. So yeah. That and then, all right. So, so wrap it up. Um, I get three dynasty leagues, uh, three teams. So one is with like Lloyd and all those guys. So I'm in 23rd right now, 23rd right now. Um, but you know, I'm not tripping too much. I, uh, you know, that's a team with, uh, Franz Wagner, Scotty Barnes, I started with, and then I took a shot on James Wiseman in that one. Um, and my guards are a little weak, but you know, I traded for Zaire Williams. So uh, I went pretty young. Uh, and I have, you know, I have minutes in that team. So I think, I think I'm okay. I don't think I'm a contender yet, but I think, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm better than 23rd. So I'm not tripping too much. The other ones is, um, the RDA and the RSL Like I feel pretty good, man. Um, RDA, I'm in ninth at a 30th which is actually surprising to me because uh, I thought I was pretty far away. But uh, the, the last year, year and a half, uh, I made some, you know, I made some good trades, like getting rid of older, old dish veteran guys. I mean, they're not old, maybe like 28, 29, like, you know, like and just getting more picks and getting younger. And then some of my young guys, some of my picks have, uh, you know, I've actually panned out, like they're actually playing, right? You know, like Coloco, you know, Dyson Daniels. And, so, you know, I thought I'll be, you know, down near the bottom, like 20th range. Cause that's, you know, last year I was, but you know, I'm not near the top. So I feel good. I feel good where I'm at, you know, now. So, uh, you know, I think that that foundation is good. The, my RSL team, I'm in third and I'm, I'm right there. Team's good. Yeah. I'm right there. I feel pretty good about that team. Um, and I was thinking about making some trades or trying to make some big trades now. But then I realized, like, um, I'm going to wait till the trade deadline because so many things can happen, right? Uh, whether it be injury or depth chart changes or tank, tanking or the shadow of victor, you know, a lot of things. So I'm going to wait as, I'm going to wait as long as possible, see where I'm at and then, uh, maybe try to tinker. But in terms of, you know, that squad minutes construction, like, I feel pretty good cuz I'm I'm near the top in Roto in the Roto League rankings too. So I have a chance, I'm in contention to, you know, compete in both categories. So, you know, like I have assists, I have threes, I have blocks, um, you know, rebound like so I feel pretty good. There's there's a couple players there that are kind of dead weight um which I would love to upgrade at some point. Um but I'm not willing to because the mistake I made in RDA was like, I, I shot my load way too early <laughs> and on, on stupid, you know, stupid players. Right. So, um, I think I learned from that experience. Uh, so yeah, we're good. So, you know, kind of talking through it. Actually, I don't feel as bad. Um, I have a lot of bad teams, but at the same time, I put up a lot of volume. Right. So I guess at some point, like if you punch enough, like you're going to connect, you know, connect once. So, you know, if I can win a couple. You know then I think you know it it would be good, but you know with that said, I do have a lot of crappy teams that you know i got I could learn from so um all right, so I just rambled on there for for quite some time um so let's let's go through your history here joel Where where are you at
1: yeah well i I get to cover myself in glory now huh <laughs> uh I, I you know I did not play in as many leagues as you did i I generally don't play um more than that, just because I, I find it to be really challenging to manage, even, <clears throat> even with like draft champion formats or like where you're not really, um, you know, you're only making line decisions maybe twice a week. I, I just find it to be a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked in, we've talked previously about how that uh, writers league team has gone. And so I, I don't feel like I really need to, to rehash that it's just a lot of things have gone badly i have drafted really poorly i've okay. uh, made some poor decisions yeah. i've made a bad trade with costas like I, yeah, yeah. everything that you could do poorly i've done poorly um i'm really disappointed in my ras team um that was a thing that that's a a, a team that's really gone sideways mostly because that was a that was a guard-heavy build, and I really was struggling to figure out where like my century stats were going to come from. Uh, I put a lot of stock in Rudy Gobert being the guy that was going to be a really big field goal boost, um, was going to be a big source of blocks. We've talked recently about how that's just really not happening for him. And in Minnesota, I, I complimented uh, Rudy Gobert with uh, the foolish idea that Javale McGee was going to be the starting center for the for the Mavs, and so I was there with you. Those those oh, yeah, the, those big man stats just really didn't happen. And then um, Trey not, Young and Kelton Johnson on the same team have just obliterated my <laughs> field goal value. I mean, it's I pulled it up while you were talking. Yeah. That team is shooting forty five percent, forty five percent. We're, we're really, really struggling. Um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because I, I was really bullish on that team too. I, I remember talking with you about this and, and saying, you know, if these forwards can take a step, can take this next step, then yeah, I really like my, my collection of That's guards. Right. And Scotty Barnes has really struggled. Kelden's really struggled. Jalen Smith has been awful. Um, I mean, it's just Jalen Suggs has been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know the rest of the centers. Uh, your your Kevin Love's, uh, your Zach Collins is. It just none of the. I was I sort of put myself in a box because I went so guard heavy, and then because I was drafting on the twelve spot, like I I didn't have a chance to. Um, I had a lot of like center ideas that just never came to fruition because so I just watched them die on the vine. And now, like it's just, I used to think it was it was still early. I don't think it's still early for that team. I think those percentages are so bad, um, and I don't think there's enough punch. I think I drafted a bad bench, and there's not enough punch on the bench to sort of save me from from how badly it's gone from picks like maybe like four on. Um, so that's a drag. I, that was a team that I was really I was really keen on. That's a, an event I really like or a tournament I really like. So. Whoops, uh, that uh, that one hasn't gone well. I'm in. I've mentioned also this 14-team dynasty league that I'm in on ESPN. That's the the tank for Wimbanyama, and like that has gone very very well. Um, we're in 14th place. We're winning <laughs> 15% of our matchups. Nice. So. Uh, it's pretty bad. Is it, like is, it is it locked
0: in? Is it locked in? The worst record gets no more pick, or is there a lottery? He's mm-hmm. locked in. All right, so that's even better.
1: no. There's no no lottery. So I feel there's one other guy who's uh, it's kind of inexplicable how he's his, his team is like close to being as bad as mine is, yeah. but um, he's there, and so it's it it's a little little bit of like a uh, a worry in the back of my mind if I can't if I somehow can't pull off this tank where, like, Ty Ty Washington is one of the 15 players that's on the <laughs> roster. Like, I don't know what else I can do, you know. <laughs> I've I've got at least two guys that are in the G League, plus Moses Moody. Like, no one plays. What do you mean we're winning games? Um, so that's a successful failure. Um, I did a, a Yahoo Public League where I tried to do a field goal punt and have failed miserably. That was another uh, LaMelo Ball and Trey Young team. And, uh, obviously Melo hasn't played. Trey has been really bad. I mean, he's been bad for the field goal punt, but um, he's been bad in other directions too. Um, I drafted Desmond Bain and he's been hurt. Um, I also, I drafted Terry Rozier. And then when I was making a roster move, just like the epitome of poor management, I thought I was dropping, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. But it turns out I was dropping Terry Rozier. So I dropped Ter- Terry Rozier. Like you shouldn't, this is a league that I should do badly in because if you make those kinds of mistakes, you shouldn't do well. Yeah. Um, so whoops. Um, <laughs> I do have one good team. It's uh, it's the very first, it's the group of guys that I first started playing fantasy yeah. basketball with um, that home league. I'm in first place. It's a 10 team league. It's a free, a free throw bun, three free throw punts build. And uh, it's just a monster. Like nice. that team, that team is going to be great. I'm excited about nice. that.
0: Um, it only takes one, Joel. We just need one win, right? It, right? That's it, true.
1: That's true. Um, and then the uh, the RCL for, for my group, I'm in second. Uh, you and I were trading messages afterwards where I was just like, man, I, I really don't like this team. It doesn't make any sense, blah, blah, blah. It's like easily the best team. That's, that that's how it works. That's how it how it <laughs> works. <laughs> um, and it's definitely shaped how I'm drafting in this this league that we're currently in um and then the last one that uh the last team that i haven't touched on was that rsl that 30 deep salary cap league um i'm in ninth place in the head-to-head stuff i think i'm like 15th in roto um that's an interesting league for me because I feel like I was trying to do two tracks at the same time. You, I was trying you to. Were do take. Was ahead, you were gonna You were
0: gonna sell off your pieces earlier. I remember.
1: Well, yeah. I can't. No one wants <laughs> Reggie Bullock, and they're right. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I can. Um, that was another league where I drafted Javale McGee, thinking like there'll be some center stats there, yeah. and it just doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, it was it was two tracks because it was like uh, McGee. And um, Bullock and Contavious Kel- Caldwell Pope were my 30-year-olds, and I was able to trade KCP for Jalen Johnson preseason, which I feel good about because KCP is KCP, and I, I'm a, I'm not overwhelmed by what I've seen with Jalen Johnson so far. But you know he's 20, and like I think there's I think there's plenty of time for that to come to fruition. Um, I dropped Javale just because the five-dollar salary meant more to me yeah. to have as Money to play with. <laughs> yes.
0: Um,
1: I right. um, We'll see if um, if Reggie. I'm holding out hope that Reggie Bullock, a notorious slow starter, will actually like start to pick it up here a little bit. Yeah,
0: he looks um, bad. He looks really bad.
1: He does look bad. The I mean that that whole Mavericks team is just a drag. If outside of Luca, it's just like you're not getting anything that you want from any of those players. Right. Um, So we'll see. I mean, in that regard, because that is a full season, like it is early. And because the waiver wire is so thin, like, you know, you really, you kind of have to sit unless you want to start doing some trades. Uh, But there are things that are starting to emerge that are encouraging there. Um, Nikhil Alexander Alexander Walker is starting to get some PT in Utah and has been able to put up some good numbers. I'm excited about Jerry Sohan. Um, you know, I'm excited about Jamal Murray he's starting to turn the corner a little bit. Um, that was a team that was built around Scotty, And, like, you know, if this is a bad year for Scotty, he's, uh, he's 21. So we'll try again next year, you know. Uh, yeah, so that, that's how things are looking for me. I think really one thing that I wanted to bounce off of you is of my punt builds, I did two free throw punts, or excuse me, two field goal punts and one free throw punt. Um, neither of those field goal punts have gone well. And I'm wondering a theory that I was like uh, kicking around in my mind was maybe of those two ratios to punt, field goal is the worst one to do. Because if you're, if you are struggling from an efficiency standpoint, unless you are um, like the offensive hub, they'll just stop going to you, you know, like, all the rest of the stats that come out of uh, points, three pointers, free throws, um, you know, all of those are tied to like how often you put the ball in the basket. And so if you're drafting in mind of saying, like, I don't care about field goal percentage, like give me these chuckers, um, chuckers are just generally not as good if you're if you are a high field goal player you're probably a pretty good player too and so i i wonder if it's worth if it's worth sort of like tucking that away and going if you're going to punt one of the two percentages and i understand why you would um maybe the the easier one to punt is free throw percentage because it the damage is minimized to just the one category whereas if you're a, a field goal punt player um it can spill over into threes, it can spill over into points.
0: Does that make any sense? No, it it does. Uh so if, um the reason why I think field goal percentage punts are harder is because uh the big man stats. Um mm. you know, a lot of times you're gonna fall behind on blocks and, and rebounds. Especially I think rebounds is probably the harder one. Uh you can probably find some blocks later. Um free throw one is it's it, like there's really no correlation, right? Uh, whereas you know, the free throw one does have correlation. Um, you know, it correlates badly, you know, with, with, with the big man. So, one of my RCL teams, I'm trying to remember which one, I think it was, yeah, it was the Writers League team. So, I went guard heavy in this one and I wanted to try it because I did so many uh big men. Uh, head to head teams this year. Uh, for some reason, I ended up a lot with the Giannis. So, Giannis, you're already you know punting free throws, and so uh, I wanted to, I might have gone a little too cycle, but I wanted to try it. So, you know, I'm gonna punt free throw, uh, but I also wanted to, you know, punt. I think I ended up punting assist, yeah, I ended up punting assist threes, free throws, and what was the other one? Um I guess uh semi semi points punt. Yeah. So semi point and then so the swing the swing category for me was steals, uh in that one. Cause you know, I basically focused on uh boards, blocks, field goal percentage, right? And so I had like I don't know you remember, three, at least three three of those cycle big man teams. So uh, I think my Riders Day team was one of the last, yeah, it was the last draft I did. So I wanted to, uh, I ended up, I think it was like 11 or 12. I th- you know, I was near the turn. So um, uh, I wanted to go, you know, the other side. So I, you know, I essentially wanted, you know, guard heavy, which is basically a field goal punt team. And so from there, because, you know, field goal, like, you know, it correlates with rebounds and blocks, I essentially just, you know, punted all those too. So I just focused strictly on points, threes, assists, and then, again, steals comes out to the boom, right? So, um yeah, I think I'm doing okay in this. I'm in sixth, right? Yeah, so you know, I'm okay. And, you know, I had some injuries. I think Beal, yeah, Beal was out. I had Lillard, Lillard out for a little bit. Um, you know, Poole isn't that great? Irving, you know, was out for a little bit. But... You know when they're all clicking, you know Irving, Lillard, Poole, uh, Beal. I mean, it's, it's not bad, you know. And then if you know, you know, I was expecting more from Eason, right? So I don't know. I, I think there's some, you know, I think I have a chance if you know things break right. You know, I have oh Levine, Levine in this one too. So, um, so yeah. So it you know to, I guess to answer your question because. Uh, because field goal correlates so much with other categories and it, you know, the, you know, especially the big men, right? So, uh, whereas a free throw, there is no correlation. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess you could think of it as if most big men do not, you know, shoot, you know, free throws well and, and you know, guards usually do. So there's that, but it really only affects, you know, kind of one category. So yeah, from that perspective, I agree with you. It is a lot easier. Um, with that said, I think a lot of people end up punning free throw. So what ends up happening is uh, you're in direct competition with those other teams. And so <laughs> you kind of have to reach sometimes or right, you're battling for the same players. Uh, so, so, you know, not only are you battling for the same players but you're on similar builds. So the variance, right? Then you have to, you know, you compete. You know, Whereas like if you go with a different strategy that no one else is doing it, then, you know, not only do you get those players, but when you're in like competition with others, right? You, you know, you're not, you know, like, the pie is a, a lot bigger for you, right? So you get a bigger slice. Whereas, you know, otherwise you're, you know, there's three other teams punting free throws, you know, not only you, know, you have to compete with them, but then, right? Like the variance of the matchups of, right? Cause you all are going to be, you know, similar in that size. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where right.
1: Well, I'm, good. We sort of a harebrained theory of just like it was also being reinforced by like the one free throw punts team is doing very well. And both of the field goal punt teams are doing poorly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, I've talked about this a lot. Like I, I am not very practiced at punting. I don't feel like I also don't know how useful looking at that free throw punt team is just because it, it's 10 team and like, Man, that team is so loaded. Like it, it kind of doesn't matter, you know. I've, I've, I've ended up not having really having to punt in that at all. Like, it's a free throw punt team that occasionally wins free throws, you know. Um. So, but yeah, it's definitely something to keep in mind. And like, I do think that's something that I want to get sharper at is like figuring out how to build a punt team better. Um. And so we'll yeah try again next year yeah. i
0: guess yeah. you know like especially this year um because i've done so so many head to head teams and i you know definitely more cognizant this year uh with i get paths and strategy um you know obviously i have a lot to learn too uh so one is obviously you know just the player evaluation aspect of it right i need to get better at that i think that's like number 1 like if you get that down right and just just you know, having a better sense of the macro picture of everything. And then, you know, the the NSA, right? The NSA analogy, you factor those in, like I think your foundation will be so solid. And then if you have that, um, you know, keep refining and experiencing different strategies. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, I apologize. But I mean, there's a dude that I read. He's like the punt master. I mean, he's, he's awesome. He just breaks it all down. Um, when i find it i'll 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 mention his name i I totally forgot but um yeah but you know like just the intricacies and nuances of each strategy of like what you need to focus on you know where what correlates with what you know what makes you weak if you go this way right you have to be cognizant of not falling behind here or then because then it blows up everything and so you know like you know we always talk about like the matrix evolving and, and things like that like in head-to-head leagues, punting like, yeah, you really have to be cognizant, right, of it because if you don't, like, it just you know, like fission explosion, right? <laughs> right? It's just like oh. you know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, I mean, there's always things to learn. I mean, my experience with all those teams this year, like, there's definitely some things where I'm like, okay, you know, I had this particular build, um, all right, I you know, I probably could have done this, right? Or I probably went too far here. Um, and, you know, I probably should have pivoted here to kind of balance it out a little bit more. Or, you know, there were just little things that were, um, I did, it's just like, yeah, you know, I, I could have done that better. Or uh, just my thought process of, you know, why I picked one particular player over another. You know, whereas, you know, like, for example, like sometimes, like, a couple of my teams, I just I I was like I want to make sure I win this category, so that was like my sole focus. But you know, at some point you're like, yeah, you pretty much got it. You don't need to like you <laughs> know you don't need to keep you know banging your head in the wall, right? And then you can you know kind of pivot a little bit more here, right? So just massage things a little bit smoother. Um, but um, so yeah, experience, experience. But yeah, I I, th- I think for me my, my focus is yeah just uh the player evaluation aspect of it, um and you know like listening to Wong and you know like jenicky, I think they're really they're really good at it um, and just the type of you know what they're looking at, like the uh, information that they're taking in, uh and then how they're kind of like thinking of things, and you know it's like how we talked in the past, like sometimes like we were trying to extrapolate narratives onto a a storyline whereas the freaking information is right there like don't galaxy rate it (laughs) you know it's there you know or or like yeah like i you know i think to me the perfect one was you know like walker kessler right you know i was kind of projecting certain or i mean even just the whole utah situation right i was projecting certain things that it's kind of like well if this happens and this is going to happen and galaxy bringing in it and like, you know, having all these projections and narratives, but you know, those narratives could only come into fruition. If, you know, Kessler got 28 minutes, if calling was gone, right. If, but if those things don't happen, then you, I, you know, I, I can't stay on that same narrative. Right. I, you know, yeah, you know, cause usually I'm pretty good with when new information comes to light, then like, you know, I'm able to reassess things. But sometimes when no new information comes, you know, you have to reassess it too, right? And then go back to it because, you know, I ended up running when, you know, I had to just stay still, right? And it was right there. So that's the thing. But I, I did want to kind of touch on um, my main event team because of Wong. And I was thinking about this because I was looking at his team, uh, you know, a few times during the year and... You know, I think inherently uh 18, a uh, roto, you know, without turnovers, uh that skews things towards the guard stats, right? There's just more guards, right? You got threes, points, assists, steals, right? Percentage, oftentimes. Yeah, yeah, right? So, all right, so blocks, rebounds are the big man, right? And then field goal percentage. And then, you know, field free throw so you got the 5 and 3 right so it's skewed towards towards guard stats and especially in roto um you know i think you want to do that and so you know looking at his teams like one thing i realized like not only i think he's of the same opinion of me minutes of old right so like he's just getting dudes that are, are going to play you know you know like 30 minutes starting yo all right and then past that like you know Dudes that like have you know usage or that that are gonna score. Right. So you know, earlier I was saying he's like thousand points ahead of me in, in points. Uh it's actually more, actually. So I'm gonna pull it up right now. Which? So yeah, it's it's insane. So he has he have- six thousand two hundred twenty points. The next closest guy, second, Curtis Gazowitch, he has five thousand six hundred. So he's six hundred above second place. I'm at four thousand nine hundred. How I'm like, how am I catching up to that, right? And then, you know... You're he, not going your to catch up. Yeah, right? So, but, you know, so I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, so minutes, points, you know, usage, right? So, like, uh, let's look at his threes. So threes, yeah, he's second, 602, right? First place is 613. Um, So then I'm thinking, like, yeah, you know, like, points, threes, you know, usage, you know, minutes. And then, so I'm thinking, like, where is he getting his blocks and steals, right? And it's, you know... Not, you know, okay. So NFPC you have two centers, right? But he filled them up with Kelly O'Neill, uh, Christian Wood and Christoph Porzingis, right? And those are more offensive oriented centers, right? Where Porzingis is going to give you the blocks, right? Christian Wood, eh, right? O'Neill, eh, but he was able to get some blocks from them and then, you know, fill in with like a Jaden McDaniels type, right? But the rest of his team is, you know, Tatum. DeRozan, RJ Barrett, you know Kevin Porter, Malik Monk, right? Devin Booker, you know, like you know he, I, you know, like that's why he's the freaking goat, right? Like, I think not only just experience, right, but you know, like I was able to get a little picture into his head, like how he thinks, and it's just on a different level, right? But you know, if you yeah. look at this, you know, like. Killian Hayes, I mean, he spent 50% of his fat budget on him, right? And I I spent, what, 25%? And I thought that was good. But, you know, it's like, hey, right? I mean, you know, like he's going to start now. Kate's done, right? So, I mean, if you just look at his team, it's just all scores, right? Usage guys, guys that are playing minutes. You know, there's no really, you know, the only kind of guys like, Shatari Eason, you know, specialist for steals, and I think he feels like there's upside there, right? You know, Melton. Yes, I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh and that kind of got me thinking, you know, like, yeah, like the way I think I had to approach, you know, especially NFBC, Roto League ACAT, because they already skewed towards guards, you know, like you want to f- focus on those. I think Rocco has that idea too, right? Like he right, he loads up on guards in the beginning. Right, most of the time, and you know, you know, he's always of the opinion like points. You know, they they can be difficult to find later, right? Like, it, so yeah,
1: let me yeah, let me sorry, hop in ahead, real quick. Cause like it. that's a thing that I've been thinking about in the context of this draft that we're currently in, um, because I I just don't think you can find points after like the third round. I just I if you can, there they're really like spotty, you know, like you can have an idea about late points, like Colin Sexton preseason, you know, it's like, Oh, he's a high usage player. You'll get run in, in Utah. And like, because he's not, if he were the star, if he were like the offensive hub, you wouldn't be able to get him in the seventh round, you know, you would have to, you'd have to draft him early. And so, you know, as I'm approaching this, this draft that we're currently in, you know, I don't have any projections. I don't have a lot of like tools that I'm using. It's really just a lot more of like, what do I think will be happening for the rest of this season? And also looking at like uh basketball monster, just like what has happened. And an interesting thing that I, or at least an interesting to me thing that I picked up was like, I was looking at points because I took Zion in the third and I was just like, well, you know, like there, there, there could be some downside to Zion there. I'm actually really excited about it. But once you get past like the first 25 picks, like the point value just dries up. Yeah. It just isn't there, you know? And so that's a thing that I definitely, I mean, when you're reading off Wong's team, it's just like, yo, all of those guys score. Yeah. And it's so valuable because you, you end up in a situation like where you're at, we're just like, that is just like 12 points in the bag, put it away. Like no one, those 12 just belong to walk. Sorry. Pretty much. Knows. Yeah. It, it's
0: a rep. It's a rep. you know, and, uh-huh. and especially I think, you know, obviously draft champions in a, a fab league is totally different. You kind of have to do it differently. So, you know, where he's at now, and I think the great thing he does too, is like the Jeremy Grant type of guys, like the guys that can score. Right. Uh but, you know, the long athletic guys that can get steals and blocks, kind of like, you know, stuff the stat sheet, um, like those guys help too. But now, like, there's going to come a point where he's so far ahead, right, in certain categories that, you know, it, they're in the bank. So he doesn't have to worry about them. So then oh. now he can just use all his fab on focusing on whatever, you know, look at whatever category he's close at, just hammer away steals hammer away at blocks which you know he could do right and i think you know the percentages right that's that's my one kind of uh a glint of optimism in that team is because i'm really good at my percentages so at some point like th- that's going to remain pretty static and then i could start taking shots to try to kind of catch up on some of the counting stats so like obviously i'm never going to get one in points but uh, I may be able to catch up. So there's, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six teams that are kind of clumped, like 200 points ahead of me, within 200. So I mean, man, I can make six, you know, five, five points. 200 points isn't that bad, right? That's definitely doable, right? So, um, you know, yeah. you know, two points here, right? Two points there, uh. Yeah, you know, you can fab your way into it, but but that's the beauty of what Wong is doing. Like, yeah, he's built such a league, he's gonna bank it, right? Then he then he doesn't have to worry about it. Then he can go for these like the Caruso's of the world, right? That you know, you're gonna score eight points a game, Get but yeah, you know, like they'll rack up two steals, you know, or two bucks and give you like five dimes. So, um yeah, you know, that's why you know, like when I used to play more, you know, DFS. um you know, if you listen to a lot of the guys, uh, uh, like, I'll listen to, like, you know, Pay Dirt, James McCool, or, like, uh, Jordan Cooper. Like, some people hate him, but I think he's a pretty smart guy, and, like, he breaks down stuff. But a lot of times, like, when you listen to, like, some of the top players, like, their process of, like, most people think that they're just putting in, like, hundreds of lineups, and that's it. But it goes a lot deeper than that. You know, and like a lot of times what they're doing is, you know, they're going, the contest that they were in, they're going to download all the results. And then they're going to look at all the guys that are winning or near the top of the leaderboards every week. And they're going to break down, they're going to reverse engineer those lineups every week. And then they figure out what are these guys doing? What are they thinking? Right? Like, which way are they going? And like, that's what they're doing. You know, they're, you know, it's akin to like a football player or basketball player. After the game is done, they go home and they put in the DVD and they, you know, look at the tape, right? Rewind it, right? Try to break everything down. So, um, you know, that's, I I mean, I feel like, yeah, yeah, if I'm watching Watts, if I'm watching what Curtis is doing, you know, if I'm watching what Zara is doing, right? Like, these guys are doing stuff for a reason, right? And they're focused on certain strategies or certain players for a reason, right? And like, you know, like Curtis, like, he was taking Davis and, you know, Kyrie Irving. Pretty much from, I look back, it was the very first draft. He took AD Kyrie Irving. Granted, he got Kyrie in the third, uh, and then he took someone else in the second. But, you know, he identified those guys early on, right? So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's always good and beneficial to see what the guys that are winning, what they're doing, right? And try to, you know, you don't have to copy their style, but, you know, just kind of, like, figure out maybe, you know, can you glean something that'll, that'll help you out, things like that. So, um yeah, all right. So we're in this draft with Rocco. Pretty cool. Twelve team roto league. Um two centers. Um it's a fun draft, man, because I've wild. never yeah, I've never done a draft mid season. Um yeah. yeah, so like I've done some like playoff, you know, type of drafts and things like that. But uh so we're through f- we're through four. We're in the fourth round right now. Um your experience over the summer and then going into this draft like how was your thinking differently in terms of like both your strategy and like the macro landscape of everything
1: yeah that's a good question i um you know i wanted to do the sort of cha method i i didn't really realize how late into december we already were and so i was like yeah man you know i'm gonna I'm going to build it. I'm going to do my draft prep from the bottom up. Yeah. I'm going to cross guys out. I'm going to tier this. Um, you know, I, it is, I think it is really handy to for me to be doing this draft as opposed to doing a preseason draft because, and we've talked about this in the past, but we get very fixated and, like, overly dependent on projections. I find myself chasing numbers and chasing sort of uh, – balance and what does the sheet say right. versus what do I actually feel? Yeah. Um, and because this draft just sort of like snuck up on me and it just kind of happened, um, I was, I didn't have a chance to do that. And like, frankly, I don't really want to do that. I'm excited to just sort of um, to play this in a more sort of like true to what I actually believe kind of uh, fashion. With um, that being said, I, I got the 12th pick. I've been picking out of the turn pretty much all year. I don't think I had one draft where <laughs> I had a top six pick. And so I found myself with kind of a similar group of players in a similar spot, um, which is to say I drafted Damian Lillard again. Uh, <laughs> I had the I had the option, the opportunity to draft Trey Young. I have enough shares of Trey Young. I don't think that's going to be a fun time anymore. If If Trey has a great – uh, final two thirds of the season. I have enough shares in that I will enjoy yeah. it, but I don't need to do more. Um, and so at the turn after taking Lillard, I guess we, the first, the top 12 are somewhat predictable. Jokic Davis, Embiid, Curry, Doncic, Durant, Tatum, Halliburton, Harden, Giannis, and Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, before my Lillard pick. Um, I didn't, I don't love the like non-premium bigs. I, now with towns hurt too. There's one fewer of them. Um, and so I, I kind of knew that I was gonna be taking another guard. Um and with what we were just talking about about points, um, you know, Young was obviously an option for me there, but I didn't want to do it. And so I I took Donovan Mitchell there at
0: 13. Surprise. I was surprised. I'm, surprised I'm
1: really yeah. really yeah. Um, my, my thought on it was really a, my thought on a lot of these picks are um because we have data and I have some idea of what the shape of the season looks like. I'm drafting yeah. players or I'm trying to draft players that are going to be participating for their teams going forward. And so, you know, the trailblazers are in the playoff hunt. That is very much Dame's team. Dame is back. the, the, Uh, abdominal injuries seems to be behind him. I think Dame is a first round player kind of no matter what Um, preseason. I didn't know what was going to happen in Cleveland. I didn't know how things were going to fit. But man Mitchell looks so energized to be there. That team is young and hungry. Um, They're not going to be packing it in anytime soon. I can't imagine they're going to be making any trades that would be taking the ball out of his hands. Uh, I love the scoring upside you know, and he's he's pulling in like one point four steals, which is a big I feel like you gotta get some kind of defensive stats That's true. after taking Lillard because yeah. he just doesn't give it to you. Um so I'm excited about the points there between Lillard and Mitchell. I think the assists will be okay. Um I just I like I said, I didn't want to do the Trey Young thing yeah. again. I considered Kyrie Irving there. Um no Booker. But I just I don't I thought about Booker okay. too. Right. Um I really like book. Um, he's, he's got a hamstring injury right yeah. now. I don't know how serious it is. Um, and I felt like, you know, that that's also a guy that's going to keep playing for sure. Um, between him and, and Mitchell, it was really close. Um, yeah, that's Irving, cool. I just, I don't trust Irving. I don't trust the nets. Yeah. I think that could, that could go sideways still. Um, yeah, so that was, that was how I handled the turn. Um, and, you know, excuse me, previously with the Raz Jam, the way that I did that was uh, Lillard or not. Yeah, Lillard Young. And then at the the third round reversal, I took Gobert. And obviously we've talked a lot about my feelings <laughs> about Rudy <laughs> Gobert. I wonder how I far he's going to fall, to get, actually.
0: I wonder how far he's going to fall.
1: <laughs> you know, well, I'm curious to see that myself. <laughs> um, and so I, I didn't want to do that. And I was. I'm I'm really excited about what the Pelicans are doing. Yeah. I'm really excited about what Zion's looked like this last month, 2 weeks, last week like the the point Zion uh experiment seems to be coming back. Um he's a lot more active defensively. Um, and you know thinking about thinking about points and also really thinking about uh field goal percentage yeah. like his field goal valid value is so significant. You know, I went double guard, so I, I wanted some kind of uh buoyancy pulling us up. Um I think I think Williamson at twenty five is a really exciting pick. Okay. So I wanted to um, ask
0: you, um well one was you know, free throw where I mean obviously Lillard and Mitchell, you know, kind of, you know, buttress what Zion is doing. Uh, you know, although Zion's mm-hmm. been better, 72%. Um, I guess my one... Yeah,
1: it's not a physical... Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But like you said, I think some of his strengths, you know, definitely outweigh, you know, the negatives, like in terms of balancing things out. My, my main question, though, was uh, what's your... So when you went two guards there, right, were you... Were you I did you I already identify Zion, uh, you know, on the way back on the third round reversal, and then what was your thought process in terms of how are you going to handle the center position after you went Mitchell at two?
1: Yeah, I um I did have Zion sort of pegged at twenty five. Okay. Right. I didn't I didn't think that people would take him in the second round unless they were as crazy about him as I am, um and. Because he does some of the the big man stuff, he does mostly he does the field goal. Yeah, sixty
0: percent is nasty. Maybe there'll be some sixty yeah, percent is sick.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, and because I didn't take Trey Young, that means like the the like counterbalance that I was doing with the Raz Jam of like Rudy Gobert's uh, free throw versus Trey Young's field right, goal, right. just like I I ended up getting like the sharp edge of both right, sides right. of that yeah, sword, yeah. which sucks. Um, but because because Mitchell and Lillard both shoot a higher field goal percentage than Trey does, and because you know I was I was conscious of the free throw volume mm-hmm. um, that was a that was a decided or a, a factor that came into play when I was thinking about Mitchell or Booker um, along with the steals. So you were so, so you I were already
0: had, thinking of Zion at two, at thirteen. Using a Zion yeah.
1: at three. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying,
0: but when you're at the turn there, once you took Lillard, you're already thinking Zion right there, because you're already factoring yeah. feet into. Okay, all right, I got you.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't gonna take. I wasn't gonna take a big yeah. man in the second. Yeah, yeah. I think like that. That's too early for Sabonis or wow. uh, Jaron Jackson went like two picks later, and I, I was, I was if Jackson had fallen to pick 25, I definitely would have thought about it. But I don't think that I, I was going to take him at thirteen. That that seems too. That's too much for a
0: for a block player. I thought so uh, too. I would. I would like some rebounds. Yeah, I was surprised he went in in a uh, second. Actually, I, I was surprised. But I get it. I, get I was it.
1: really curious. <laughs> I was really curious where where he would go, just because he's come back with such a vengeance. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and yeah, you know the rest of the second round. It's young Edwards, PG, LeBron, Sabonis. You took Jalen Brown. We'll get to your team yeah. soon. Kawhi Leonard, like none of those guys are having the season that Donovan Mitchell has had so far. And like I said, I knew that I I, I think that this Zion Williamson second half could be the the player that we've sort of been waiting for since Duke. Like, I think it's I think that environment in in New Orleans is it's doing all the right stuff. He's he's a really important player. They're playing with a ton of spirit. Like Willie Brown, uh, Willie Green, rather, yeah. uh, has got that team playing really hard. Um, oh, no, that's fair. They're putting the ball in
0: his hands yeah, more. I'm,
1: like I'm, I'm really excited about. this person
0: So yeah, I mean, four and be, dimes. Because, four dimes is nice.
1: Yeah. And because you know, I'm on the I'm on the poll here. Like I knew he wouldn't make it back to 45. Right. Like there there is no right, way. Right, right. And so of you know, of the next two rounds, like who do I think could be a top 15 player, a top 20 player? Like, yeah, I'll take Zion instead of, you know, Miles Turner, Bam bio. There's a little bit more floor there. Um, but, and then there was a run on guards and I didn't need guards. Because I already had two of them. So that's how I ended up through three rounds of of Lillard, Mitchell and Williamson. Um, to your question about centers, like, um, I get to kinda of zig while everyone else is zagging. Um so I, I think coming up here at the end of the fourth round, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some choices you know, actually, that I can pick from. Yeah, it
0: might work out because i was looking at the pool and there's actually some pretty nice <laughs> nice options there for you. If if Rudy's there, I are agree. you taking <laughs> are you taking Gobert if he's there? <laughs>
1: yeah, he's definitely on my radar, you know. because um, I, I still need to get blocks. Yeah. And, um, you know, on the, on a recent podcast, I said that, you know, Rudy Gobert and Clint Capella are kind of interchangeable, which is sort of true, except that Clint's free throw is so much worse than Rudy's. Yeah. Um, and I already have the, the, a bit of a free throw jag with Zion, but like, I don't think I can take, uh, a sub 60% free throw shooter with Zion. I think that's, that's, that's too much to ask for Dame and and Donovan Mitchell to bail out. And so if Rudy's there, I'll definitely give him a long look. Um, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think I'd be getting jumping back into the Rudy Gobert pool, but you know, (laughs) we'll see. There are four picks ahead of mine and then I get to, so
0: I mean, I mean, this is going to be the fourth, fifth round. I think centers are going to fly off the board here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think
0: this is where this is, this is where it's gonna be. Where um, I mean, there's some guys later, but yeah, not too many. Yeah, no. I think it I think was, it's gonna work I out can, for you. It looks like it's gonna work out for
1: you. I think so too. For I can I feel pretty confident to say that one of those two picks at the turn will be a center. Yeah. Um, especially because I still need rebounds. You know, like um, th- that's gonna be. a Along with blocks, that's going to be a, a stat of concern of mine. Uh, later assists, but I don't think that's going to be happening. Depends on who the guards are, I guess. But, yeah, that, that's how things are currently sitting. And and like I sort of alluded to earlier, like, I'm really, um, I've detached myself from from stats other than, like, what I already know, other than, like, the data that exists in front of us. And I'm really thinking about, how I'm envisioning the rest of this NBA, NBA season playing out, yeah. um, which I think is kind of more fun. I, I I like the idea of me thinking like, oh man, I'm just really in on the Pelicans. Like let's, yeah. let's see what Zion's got for us. Cause you know, he could be an all NBA player. Like he could be on an all NBA team if this goes really well. All I think, I think Mitchell could be too. Lillard probably won't because I think he probably won't because he plays bad defense mostly. Um, But an all-NBA player in the third round is – that's kind of nice. It's not exactly the same thing because it's fantasy basketball and real basketball, but, like, that's not bad.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, there's tons of upside. You know, I mean, he's still young, right? I mean, you pointed out all the things. Um, You know, the defensive part of it, I mean, that's, that's the biggest one, right? Because, I mean, you know he's going to score – uh, field goal percentages in the great, the dimes, you know, have been really nice too. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely tons of upside. He's young. We just we haven't seen his ceiling, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, to me, the most important thing is like you get a vision, right? You have a vision, and then just execute the vision. To me, that's the most important thing, right? That's I think where people get into problems is where, um, you know, they're, there is no vision. They're kind of just flying by the see of their pants, and then, right, there's just no direction, and they just end up going here, and they're going there, right? But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you have a vision, go with it, and just boom. We've.
1: You know, well, and so, like, the.
0: Yeah, oh, no, no, no for go, go for it. Uh, well,
1: just to. I wasn't able to do the job, like uh, build it from the bottom thing, but I definitely was able to put a line through some people, and that has been really, really nice. Of just going like, I'm just not gonna draft Trey Young. I don't <laughs> care how far he falls. Um, I'm not gonna draft Flamello Ball. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how far he falls. Like, uh, being able to just strike those from, you know, whatever, whatever sort of sort of thought process you have that can get sort of. Sucked up into your engine of decision-making. Just go like, nope, take that one off the table. You'd pretend like he doesn't exist. And that's nice.
0: <laughs> I love it. You know, I really love it. Um, you know, I, I, I started prepping for baseball a little bit. And yeah, doing it. And it's just, yeah, it, it's great. Because like you said, it's liberating. Uh, it keeps it simple. And then also the process of, you know, evaluating the player to the point where you're willing to X them out that's you know that means you know you've dug in you know and you feel confident and then boom it's done um yeah no no that's uh it's really it's really good you know there's there have been conversations over the summer where i had like um you know talking to people that do projections and, and things like that and uh you know the one thing that they keep you know reminding me is that projections are not a prediction you know it's uh basically a medium outcome right like and you know just you know, a certain percentage of the time, you know, X player is going to score 30 points, but sometimes he's going to score 10, right? And, you know, you're going in the middle, right? And so that's what projections basically are. This just kind of to give you some sort of baseline, uh, just some sort of, like, uh, you know, a general lay of the landscape, to say, right? But, um, you know, like, there are times where, like, hey, you know, like, and I remember Jenneke was saying this, too, it's like, you know, yeah, don't get married to the to the projections right and yeah. just use it as a as a as a tool you know as a crutch and I think the more that you do drafts um the more you don't need the projections right like at this point now, like I don't need the projections, I'm just looking right and um because yeah, like we. You know, I did so many drafts, right? And you kind of know, like where you know the general landscape and the general idea of what you want to do, uh, where certain guys will go. But that's why the, what makes this interesting is because the mid mid round, so certain values have changed, right? And so it's, it's very curious, like Jaron Jackson type of things, right? So you know, definitely have to factor that in. But um, but yeah, that's you know, I, I'm with you because in the in the past. I didn't really have a good conception. I wasn't confident enough in my abilities uh, with both player evaluation and, you know, strategy and things like that where uh, I did rely heavily on the numbers because I, d- I didn't know really, you know, a different way or how it was better to do it, right? But um, now I think, you know, doing the projections and, and looking at projections and, you know, doing enough drafts where it's like, all right, you know, um, yeah, just utilize it as a tool, and I think that's a great place where you're at, right? Um, you know, just that having that understanding and being able to formulate a plan and a direction, uh, which is great. So you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, uh, you know, seeing how all this plays out, and then you know, later a few months down the road, you know, we can say oh, we're brilliant, or man, we're knuckleheads once again. <laughs>
1: to another uh, another bad team on the list of on the long and ever growing list of bad teams that were it's all right.
0: but just talk about what you've done here. Man, yeah, yeah. I think okay. that you've had you have an interesting team. Yeah, right? uh, I hated number. I hated the second pick. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I I kind of wish I was down there where you were at, um, but I. I didn't know what, what to do here, actually. Um, there were just so many options. Uh, you know, I, I thought of MB. I mean, Tatum was really in there. I mean, Durant. Um, you know, it was primarily those, you know, those guys. And I was going to go Tatum, actually. Because, you know, kind of like just the safety, right? Like, you know, he doesn't really have too many red flags. Like, you know he's going to play and he's going to feel the stat sheet and you know what he's going to do. Uh, I was going to think, you know, I mean, KD was in there too because, I mean, he's pretty much, you know, number one player, right, almost. But at yeah. the end of the day, like, I decided on AD uh, and there was a, a a number of reasons. One is he's playing. I mean, you know, anybody can get injured, right? So he's playing and, you know, uh, he's been playing through stuff, and basically, when he's been on the court, he's been the number one player in fantasy. You know, I mean, he's scoring. I mean, he's doing everything. I mean, you're going to get, you know, such a huge jump. You're not falling behind in points, but relative to other centers, him and MB are, are similar in that sense where, right, you're going to get such a leg up from all the other centers from points, right? You get the rebounds. The defensive, you know, impact is just phenomenal, right? It's just crazy, and then he's, he's shooting his free throws well. Like that was his main bug, but he's over 80%, right? So, um, so the other two pastics was the center eligibility. Granted, fan checks is a lot more liberal with it. So there's more options, but you know, with two centers, I felt like, I, you know, I kind of want to address it pretty early and you know, you'll see what I did later, uh, to kind of do that. But so the center eligibility, the health, and then third was, um, I mean the Darvin Ham effect. I mean he's, I mean he's unlocked AD. You know, uh, the Lakers are playing at the fastest pace in the league. You know, the the offense is, you know, centered around him, right? Darvin Ham, you know, coached Giannis, right? He basically brought that offense over to LA, right? So he has made him the center force, and you see what he's doing. He's unlocked them, right? And just the little things, you know, like the little pick and roll action with LeBron. But not at the top of the key or not outside the three point line, but right near like near the block. It's like giving teams so much problems. There was a dude on Twitter that broke it down. Like it's awesome. And you know, it's helped AD a lot, but so, you know, those three things is that's the reason why I did go with AD. Um, you know, and it's just his health, right? As long as he stays healthy, uh, he's going to be in the mix for the top player. So I just they, uh, the upside and the, uh, I guess the the fact that he stuffs the stat sheet gives me options on on different ways to go. Uh so yeah, I went that way. MB was there. I mean I was really thinking about M B because of center eligibility and the points and all that stuff, but I mean he's already missed eight games. I just you know, I just felt like right, it's just I I just didn't trust him as much as eighty So when it came back that to around to me, I was just very curious to see who was gonna be there. Um I ended up going with Jalen Brown. Um, I guess maybe, you know, probably surprised a lot of was not the pick
1: I thought you yeah. pick. I was as surprised as you were about my okay. Mitchell move. That was uh, equally for Brown. Okay, yeah,
0: I was surprised too myself. Actually, <laughs> There were a lot of guys there. Um, I X'd out a lot of guys though because a lot of guys were injured. There um, a lot of question marks. And with me picking AD first, I felt like I really had to go more solid there. You know, I couldn't... I learned from my mistake of the main event two years ago. You know, when AD and PG, tons of upside, but there's just too much risk, right? So I had to... If you're going to go risky with one guy, you need to balance it out. And so that's kind of like my thinking there. But in a vacuum, I mean, Brown's been balling, you know, and he hasn't missed a game. He's... I feel very confident in that he's going to play most of the games and he's going to play 35 minutes a game. You see, and... The points are going to be there, the rebounds, um, but the you know the efficiency, right? His field goal percentage is really good, and he's increased his free throw percentage, so that was nice. But for me, it was kind of like how Darvin Afan- Ham has kind of unlocked AD to some degree. I feel like Missoula kind of unlocked Brown as well. Like that Boston offense is dope. Like it's it's you know it's great, and they're basically spacing out everybody, and. You know, Brown thrives, you know, driving to the bucket and getting to the rim. And so now he just has all this room on there. Teams are focusing on Tatum, right? And it's just on the opposite side, it's giving more space for Brown to operate. So uh, that's why I went there. And then I really, I knew I needed assist, man. So I was really glad that Garland fell to me, man, you know, because I didn't want LaBello. I didn't want DeJounte. I didn't want Morant because of the injury. So it actually worked out, you know, and the points aren't as great, but still, you know, 20 points a game, like, I'm okay with that. But, you know, the dime, I really needed dimes. So that actually, I felt like, um, yeah, I, it just kind of fell in my life. It worked out for me the way that I guess it worked out Zion for you. So I feel pretty good. I feel, at this point, I feel pretty balanced. Um, And so when it came back to me, this, like, I didn't, there were so many different ways I could have gone here in round four. Um I was really thinking about going the points route, kind of like um the dilemma I had with my Raz Jam team or my, you know, was it the Raz Jam or my main, my main event team? You know, what uh-huh. do I the go Levine. Michael Carter or do I go Zach Levine? It was kind of like the same decision, but I ended up choosing the big man here instead of going with the points because uh, I felt like, Um, some of the points scores that were there I didn't feel it was a little shaky there a lot of question marks Um, and I kind of wanted to lock up my second center here because I felt like in this fourth fifth round the center is going to fly off the board I felt like so I didn't think that the options when it came back down to me would have been that good so I'm sacrificing some points here but I feel like I'm solidifying my rebounds and my blocks so Mowgli and uh, Davis, like I so I feel pretty good there uh, in my center position and my blocks, and so coming around around, I can start focusing. Or uh, well, I don't have to put as much focus, uh, you know, on the big man stats there. So yeah, so I'm very curious wow. to see how 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 locks, you know, works out the rest of the way.
1: You too man, I I think it's a fun draft. It I is. now
0: want to do this
1: every every like mid season or every like. Having a season that starts the day after Christmas yeah. is a uh, is a cool thing.
0: Um, yeah, for sure. I, I want to do it too. I think Rocco's going to do it. You know, we should just tell him uh, to do it, and, and and he'll do it. All right, yo Joel, I'm sorry. Um, I got to head out here. Aloha, Mahalo. Um, of course you do. Aloha, yeah. Aloha. Uh, Enjoy, man. Yo, thank you again Don't for get no no. Thanks for rapping with me again. As always, it's always a pleasure. Um, I will uh, have a good week. Uh, good luck to the rest of your jazz. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy. I'm very curious to see what you're gonna do here, pairing up with uh, Zion here. Which which leagues you go? <laughs> I don't even want to
1: think about it, man. Uh, have fun out there. Aloha, Mahalo. Uh, yeah, we'll see you when you get back. You uh, get back to the mainland.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good one. Later. Cool. Day.
1: Later.